A groomer is investigating a dog to be groomed and it jumps at her face and bites her. The question facing the court was whether the groomer had assumed the risk that the dog would bite in carrying out her duties. I'm Niall Langfield with Torque Pilot. I have 15 years experience as an attorney and a special interest in personal injury law. This is part of Torque Pilot's mission to bring information about personal injury law to the public at no charge. This is known as the veterinarian's exception because veterinarians assume the risk of injury from an animal because of the nature of their job. The court found the assumption of risk only extends to the risks that the employee or worker knew about. In this case, the groomer was assessing whether or not the animal could be groomed and had not yet started the grooming. She was not yet aware of what the risks might be and she had not assumed those risks. The dog bite statue applied and the owner was liable for the dog bite. Here we have some information from the deposition of the groomer to see from her perspective what was happening. What happened when I walked in the store, I was told there was a dog for me in the cage and the owners, I didn't know who they were. They were leaving through the hallway and when I went into the area, I can hear the dog growling and going crazy in the cage. That's the time I went back to get the owners and asked if they're the owners and I asked them to come back. And that's when the conversation started. I asked them if there was something wrong with the dog because it looks to me like the dog can bite because he's growling and he's going crazy in the cage. And they are telling me that the dog didn't bite nobody before. So I told them that I'm not going to take the dog out of the cage. And the reason I said I'm not going to do this is because I don't know their dog at all. And the way he can act, he can bite. I said, if you want to take your dog out and then we can see if the dog can be done, maybe or maybe not, or are we going to take him home or we're going to muzzle him? We don't know. We only can see after we take the dog out of the cage and hold him. That's it. And then the attorney says, and then they took the dog out of the cage? Yeah. And the lady had him on a leash. And then what happened? And then she says, yes, he calms down. Calms down? The dog, she says, is calming down. So maybe you will be friends. And I said, I still cannot tell you because the personality of the dog changes. And I asked why the dog is so dirty because usually when the dog is groomed regularly, they shouldn't look that way. And she said that she used to bathe him by herself, but now she can't do it anymore. It's too hard on her. And I said, oh yeah? Is that the only reason why? There is no other reason? And she says, no. I said, okay, but still. I said, I only can see in your presence if we will be able to do that dog, I told her. If we can, because I didn't tell her even if I will, because I have to see the way the dog will be. And she says, he's not growling anymore. I said, that doesn't mean anything. And by that time, she was holding the dog on the leash, and I said, okay, we'll see. And at the same time, when I looked towards the dog, just like this, the dog jumped right in my face. That's how it happened. The attorney asks, did you make a request that the dog be muzzled? At that time, we didn't even discuss yet to get the dog to be done. I said, we will have to see. I said, if the dog 
will be bathed. You're going to have to stay here, be here all the time, even if we muzzle the dog. But you will muzzle the dog and not me. And the reason why I said it is because sometimes you can try to put the muzzle on the dog and the dog will bite you, but will not bite the owner. So that's why the owner never mentioned anything about biting, never mentioned anything about muzzling the dog. The one who told you that, that was me. I wanted to look at the dog, the way the dog will act, if he'll growl at me or he won't, or if she will put the muzzle on the dog, and then I will put the dog on the table because I have to put the dog on the table. But like I said, at that particular time, I didn't even touch the dog for the whole time that the dog was in the store. I didn't even touch the dog with a finger. Plaintiff's complaint alleged both negligence and strict liability. Strict liability was under California Civil Code 342, which covers dog biting and the liability of owners in that respect. That section of code reads, the owner of any dog is liable for the damages suffered by any person who is bitten by the dog while in a public place or a private place that they are lawfully allowed to be, including the property of the owner of the dog, regardless of the former viciousness of the dog or the knowledge of the propensity to bite. The absolute language of the statute, however, does not preclude a defense of assumption of risk. So in this case, the defendants argued that the groomer had assumed the risk of the dog biting because of the nature of her profession. This was discussed in more depth in a case called Nelson versus Hall. In Nelson, they affirmed the defense of assumption of risk the dog, in that case, was undergoing veterinary treatment and bit the veterinary assistant. So the veterinary assistant was taking on the risk or assuming the risk of the dog bite based on the nature of his or her profession. And in this case, the defense was upheld because in the course of the duties as a veterinarian or veterinarian's assistant, it's possible you will be bitten by a dog. The court reasoned that a veterinarian or veterinary assistant, aware of the risk that any dog, regardless of its previous docile nature, might bite while being treated, has assumed this risk as part of his profession. And this assumption of risk is a complete defense. The court reasoned that the veterinarian who was familiar with handling you know, dogs and cats, and also had control of the premises, was in the best position to assess and manage the risk. In Nelson, the court noted, this does not mean dog owners could never be held liable for injuries to veterinarians or their assistants. We emphasize that the defense of assumption of risk only extends to those risks of which the veterinarian or veterinarian's assistant were aware. That caveat was applicable in this case. The plaintiff testified that at the time of the bite, she was not yet grooming the dog and had not decided whether it was safe to do so. A trier of fact determined that the animal was under all times in the control of the defendant. First, the dog was in the cage. Then when it came out of the cage, the dog was on the leash and the defendant was holding the other end of the leash. When the defendant brought the growling dog into the shop, the plaintiff was not under an obligation to treat the dog without first assessing the risk or assessing whether the dog could be groomed. 
The court found that the strict liability did apply and that the defendant was potentially liable. If you like this content and you want to hear more about torts cases and tort law, please subscribe.